underestimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. And Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Good afternoon, Kimmy. Hi, Karenza. How are you going? I'm very good. You are listening to Radio Karen with the amazing girls on film. And we have got a huge show today, Kim. We have been out to the movies and we've got some great things that we're going to review. I've got to start by saying, kicking and screaming, I went to see, is all the hype worth it? Yes, I have been to Barbie. And I thought it was wonderful. I really loved it. You know, you've got so to much. save your review for later. And I what if will. you've also been out to the flicks? What have you been to see? Well, I actually saw um, John Farnham finding the voice uh, a little oh, while ago Johnny at the Farnham. pictures, but obviously it's been on Channel Seven since then. So I thought I'd give it a plug because uh, it is on Seven Play at the moment. So yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, if you're not watching the football uh, and you're looking for something else to do, what are you doing? But if you're not watching the football, um, I've checked out Bullet Train, which is a movie as well that you can stream as well here at the moment too. Brad Pitt. Brad and Pitt. Um, I've started the most amazing series and I just can't wait for the next uh, four episodes to be dropped because they've only dropped three at the moment. And it's The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Which you can see over on the Netflix. Australian series. I didn't think Sigourney Weaver was Australian. She's not, but boy, can she put on an Aussie accent. <laughs> well, let's start it off. Let's start it with where it all began. Let's have a listen to the Johnny Farnham Finding the Voice trailer. You're listening to The Girls on Film with me, Karenza, and her. That's you. Me, Kim. Yeah, Kim. Music is so important to us. There was something about his voice that was just so appealing. His voice was incredible. He can heal you. People just worshipped him. It fills in the gap where religion should be. You feel their voice. Who the hell is this guy? It is a heroic story. It can go straight to somebody's heart. One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Farnham. John, you are the best singer in the country. That's the voice. Either I was working or I was asleep. So when I was awake, I was vulnerable. People never really saw me as a credible singer. Do you like the old song? I remember coming off the stage one night and he punched the locker door and he smashed it in. She said, let's take Robert to McDonald's for dinner and I actually couldn't take them. We didn't have the money. He was pretty much broke. Do you ever get depressed at all? Yeah, a lot. I tried to get him a record deal and everybody passed. We lost track of John. His spectacular voice was missing in action. The story of Glenn's belief in John is legendary. This was John's almost audition to the world again. My publishing company said, John Farnham has recorded You're the Voice. Is it okay to give him permission? And I said, no. 
We went ahead and did it anyway. Really, they weren't supposed to record it, but they did. And he sang the living hell out of that song. Awesome. And that became the one. He went to number one in West Germany this week, number one in Sweden, roaring up the French and Italian charts. God, he's found his voice. That's just dangerous. He won't surrender. You don't like to think of yourself as a legend, but you are. Oh, there you go. The trailer there, Kimmy, for uh, Johnny Farnham's The Voice, which of course finding was your voice, finding, finding your voice. the voice, which start, obviously went to the cinemas earlier in, in May, June. Yeah, um, like it did. You can and now, now see it on streaming on, on 7, 7 plus. plus. Yeah, that's right. 7 plus. plus. Sorry, I get it confused with 10 play. Look, Talk, just before I talk about this film, we've watched the Matildas this week and we were talking about what an amazing song, you know, what what, what could we it's have basically? It's an incredible basically, song. You're the Voice it is um, an amazing off the song. Whispering Jack album is just the most iconic, incredible song. Yeah. It would just be fantastic if Well, I have to say that every – and you're calling it the real name, Kim. I'm impressed. Every single football team needs a song. So obviously I've been very excited watching England um, playing, of course, in this Women's World Cup. And, of course, at the end, you know, every English fan sings Sweet Caroline, mm, you know, or, or, or the song by the uh, Lightning Seeds, It's Coming Home, Football's Coming Home. We sing both of those songs. You do, but and we Australia, don't really have one. No, Australia needs a football anthem, and I agree yeah, it should be it should Johnny Farnham. the voice. Can you imagine 100,000 people at the G singing yeah. along to the voice? Well, forget, you know, I know they sang uh, Down Under, which yeah, is not quite the same. It's a great Aussie song, but it's not like really heart-pumping You're the Voice, is it? Anyway, getting back, to, I've digressed. Getting back to this film, it's actually a documentary and it's the highest grossing Australian documentary of all time. It is an amazing, amazing untold story of none other than our very own John Farnham, who I adore and I've dragged you along several I times have to seen see him. Johnny Farnham and several I think times. The la- and we've seen him, uh, you know, obviously he's he's has been a very unwell man of recent times, but we saw him at the Firefight concert we in did, Sydney. the last time with and also, Olivia. They sang right, together. That's right, they did sing together. And also at the more race course for Red Hot Summer. That's so, right. That's a great plug there for yeah. fantastic live events here in our local community down in Carrum. Exactly. So, so tell so us, Kimmy, tell us about the, the I think okay. they should call it a rockumentary. It actually. is a rockumentary. So we follow John Farnham's life, basically starting from the quiet suburbs of Melbourne back in the 60s and in his pop fame. And that's how John Farnham started. And I think this was his downfall and, you know, at, at the very start of his career and why he just couldn't make it. Uh, for such a very long time. I mean, he fought so hard to, to, to break away from Sadie the Cleaning Lady. I'm not sure whether you're familiar with that. <laughs> no, I didn't know that song growing up in England in that time. Of course, I knew you're the voice, but yeah. I didn't really know the story that occurred yeah. before that. So and I guess he, that's what comes to life in the rockumentary, right? Yeah, and he, look, he was a really clean-cut, gorgeous little, you know, not little, but he was qu- quite tall, but, you know, short back and sides in his suit and he was, you know, rocking along to Sadie the Cleaning Lady. And um, he didn't quite get, um, I mean, he was very, very popular. He was king of pop. And I, I used to watch him with Deb Byrne, our friend Deb Byrne, used to watch him um, on TV and they used to have their own little show for, for a little while. And um, and then anyway, he's uh, he's been through such highs and such lows uh, to ultimately uh, the wrecking, record-breaking success of Whispering Jack. Uh, he was 38 years old when that was released, Carenza. That's quite incredible. Actually, I didn't know his story, so kind of watching this yeah. show surprised. 
surprised me. I would have, you know, you would think, oh, people just get instant stardom. So I was really surprised to yeah. see how hard he had to battle. Well, before that, he'd been noticed. the lead singer uh, uh, after Glenn Sharrock of the Little River Band as well. So, oh. yeah, so he'd um, and taken over his reins. So, and that's where he formed the, a great. Uh, relationship. This is kind of a love story, Carenza. It's a love story between two best friends, Glenn Wheatley and John Farnham, who would do anything for each other. And I guess also you can you, you can also say that um, uh, Gaynor, Mar- uh, Gaynor Wheatley, as she was later known, um, was also part of that um, that success. So um, yeah, so no one ever questioned that he could sing. Um, but the challenge was um, that he had to break that mould of mm. that old, mm. um, you know, stigma and leave that behind. Now, I used to go, Carenza, around the traps and to Showing all your the age pubs. Now, Kimmy. Yeah, I know. When he was 38. So, yeah, I was quite young then. And I used to, we used to go to all the pubs. And I remember going to see John Farnham singing this album that was already roaring up the charts, in, standing in front of him in the sunshine. I know sunshine over there on the other side of town hotel, and I just couldn't believe that I had uh, you know that I'd had that opportunity to be able to do that. Wow. Well, what I like about documentaries, of course, it always includes um, thoughts and opinions from other people. So this documentary we hear from Jimmy Barnes, Daryl Braithwaite, of course, Celine Dion, yeah, Tommy Celine Dion as well, him. yeah, uh, Richard Marks. Uh, Richard Marks. It, he, he states that John Farnham is the greatest singer of yeah, all time. Uh, Robbie Williams, and of course, um, the awesome uh, and late Livia Newton John as well. Well, Robbie Williams, when you know he sang. Whispering Jack. I'm not Whispering Jack. You're the voice at his last concert, if you recall. Yeah. So um, it's the Whispering Jack is still the highest selling Australian album of all time. Incredible. So it just look it. it for those of you who don't know, Glenn Wheatley put everything on the line. John Farnham was destitute. He was broke, as the trailer said. He couldn't even uh, afford to feed his children McDonald's. Glenn Wheatley and uh, Gaynor um, put up their house and mortgaged it and believed in him him and uh, backed him. And, uh, yeah, they did it from the John Farnham's garage and off they went and, um, yeah, the rest is history. It is the best album of all time. So this is a fantastic documentary, I think, for anyone, um, you know, to watch the, the, you know, how somebody rises to stardom here in Australia. So, Mm. And it's got a great soundtrack too, Kim, obviously too. Obviously, it's just um, the whole um, Whispering Jack album, you know, is brilliant. So they were picked uh, a lot of songs, Age of Reason um, and so forth. And and not to mention some of a little LRB, Little River Band's um, uh, hits. And also, of course, the iconic Sadie, the cleaning lady, which he now sings, or he doesn't because he's sick. But up until that point, he was singing at concerts very proudly, which was really good. Well, there's um, hope that Johnny Farnham gets well very, very soon. And, of course, everybody here at Radio Caram sends him our very best. You are listening to The Girls on Film here at Radio Caram, where Kimmy and I have been out to the movies, checking out a whole bunch of things. So, Kimmy, you've been and seen the Johnny Farnham film. Mm-hmm. I went to see Barbie. I saw that too. Well, I wanted to know, is it? does this live up to all the hype? You know, what is this film, you know, of growing up? Um, yeah, well, we're growing up with Barbie in our lives. What did we think of the Barbie Barbie movie? Camper? Yeah. I had Barbie Camper. Let's have a listen to the trailer for Barbie. You're listening to The Girls on Film. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. You can find me under the lights, diamonds under my eyes. This is the best day ever. It is. 
so is yesterday, and so is tomorrow, and every day from now until forever. Do you guys ever think about dying? When my heart breaks. Some things have been happening that might be related. When my world shakes. Cold shower. Ooh. Falling off my roof. Ah! And my heels are on the ground. <gasps> Flat feet! What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer I am to Closer I am I'm coming with you. Okay. Wow, this is the real world. <laughs> What's going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring at me. In the real world. That's impossible. If this got out, this could mean extremely weird things for our world. This would be catastrophic! We haven't played with Barbie since we were like five years old. Oh. No one rests until this doll is back in a box. Even if nobody else Humans only have one ending. Get that Barbie! Ideas live forever. No, I won't let you do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. Can I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing? No. There he is. Doctor! Somebody get security. It's Bobby Boots if you're still in doubt. So there you go, the trailer there for the Barbie movie. Well, first things first, Kim, what a banging soundtrack, I have to say. Oh, Billie Eilish um, singing that uh, theme song is just fantastic. So let's hear it. You know, is this like this? This is probably the most hyped film of 2023. Everyone's talking about mm-hmm. it. It stars, of course, Australian golden girl Margot Robbie. Um, so we went along to see um, what do we think of the Barbie movie? So it's a 2023 American fantasy comedy directed by uh, Greta Gerwig. I hope I said that name Greta. Greta. I would have called that Greta. It's Greta. From a screenplay that she wrote with her partner. Now it's based on the Barbie fashion dolls by Mattel, and there's lots of plugs for Mattel in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first ever live-action Barbie film after numerous computer-animated films and specials. And can I tell you, I have sat through many of those as a mother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How many? <laughs> so, I know. So the film follows Barbie, of course, Margot Robbie, and Ken Ryan Gosling on a journey of self-discovery following uh, Barbie's existential crisis. So, um, you know, what happens is one morning Barbie's living in this perfect Barbie world and here she is and, you know, she gets up Don't and every, too much away. every day is awesome and every day is the same. And then suddenly one day Barbie wakes up and wonders, what would happen if she was if she died? And then this story kind of unfolds from there, but I won't give too much away. No, you, you Do you know, can't. this reminded me um, a little bit of Toy Story. It did a little. I did it for you too. Isn't yeah. that interesting? A it, little bit. The set, everything was just so amazing. Like those sets, uh, the sets were, were just fabulous. so – Yeah, and it, it almost took you back to your childhood. Yeah, well, it reminded me of Toy Story because I think they – 
So I was the kid, right? I don't know about mm. you. Like, were you like I was the kid that didn't have a Barbie doll. I hated Barbie. Um, you and had a GI Joe. No, I had an action man. <laughs> had an action man. He had a helicopter. He had a gun. He was really cool. I had GI Joes. But can I can I tell you that my cousin had the Barbie doll? And so one day when we went to her house, we cut. I was going to say you cut her hair off. Cut all her hair. I did the same thing to my Barbie. Coloured it in with textures. Yeah. What was fabulous is. That Barbie, because everyone's she done was that. Iconic. That Barbie also rocks up in yeah. the in the Barbie movie. Yeah. But like with Toy Story, yeah, the nostalgia thing was there because it got you to thinking about God. I used to play with my toys and loved my toys and the yeah. creativity and the fun that you had. But it kind of pulls at your heartstrings when you see that the toys no longer get loved anymore. You know, yeah. and they get They've abandoned. Yeah, you grow up and you know you stop playing with them. And mm. I think Barbie for me, Barbie hooked that for me yeah and i think they did that bit really really well absolutely i love that barbie i don't know whether you know this but uh, margot robbie was portrayed as about 23 25 percent larger than everything else so when she's driving along in her car the reason why she looks so big is because they made her that size because barbie was you know big you know when you tried to fit her into your car and everything her car barbie's whatever it was called the same pink one that's in the show barbie Barbie camper barbie everything you kind of had to squeeze her in so it was it was just the precision of everything was just spot on. Clever. I love that. Very clever. Look, it was definitely – look, it was clever. There's no doubt it was clever. Look, there are parts I think that were slapstick. There were some serious parts in it too. I mean certainly we – you know, my family had a big debate about um, feminism and what is yes. and isn't feminism. Well, it and really what, is a very good talking point. But also what is and isn't oppression and can yes. the oppressors become the oppressed yes. and so on and so forth. Well, funnily enough, Ryan Gosling accepted this role because his daughter, he went outside and he found he, the – Kendall, her Kendall squished with a lemon next to, you know, basically in the sand. So he said, um, you know, I, I need to do this for Ken. I need to make bring Ken to life because Ken was kind of pushed aside as the, you know, yeah, the accessory, accessory of Barbie. That's yeah. right. And I think the film kind of teases those issues. Out. Look, the, the cinema was packed with kids, filled from top to bottom with kids and parents. It's definitely a family uh, family movie. It's one that you can, you know, go and go out on a whole family outing with a big bucket of popcorn and some drinks. And look, there's definitely some good laughs in there. There's definitely some things for adults in it too. Did it live up to the hype for me? Mm, probably not. But I almost get a bit disappointed, you know, Kim, when a film has so much hype, you go in and you expect it to be. The bar is set really, really high. And I find it's really rare that, you know, when you go in and you sit back, a film sometimes meets those expectations. So was it good? Yes. Was it brilliant? No. I loved it. I loved it. Look, I I don't think it was brilliant. I thought, you know, that – but, you know, how can it be? I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, Margot Robbie was sensational, as was Ryan Gosling, and America Ferreira was also very good in it too. But I just, um, I, I don't know what else you could do with it. The sets were amazing, the costumes were amazing, the makeup was amazing, and it was also filmed mainly in a studio in England. Did you know? It was filmed also outside on Venice Beach and mainly in America. So some of those bits that like they were yeah, very American. I know. Well, it's a very Americanized film. Look, you can see it's definitely a high budget movie. They've poured yeah. some money into this great marketing. Look, go and take your kids. You'll have oh, some you have good to. conversations. Most kids have seen it twice, or most young girls have seen it twice. I think you have some really, really good conversations. Not just about Barbie but also no. about Kim. And well, I, that's right. I think that's, they raise some really big poignant well, issues Well, like you too. said, you know, it, it brings up, you know, the, the whole imbalance of, of power kind of thing between the sexes. 
So, um, you're listening to the girls on film, and then we have to give these two first two movies some star ratings, Kim. Absolutely. So, let's go back to the start. So, the two movies that you can go and see at the cinemas, obviously, Johnny Farnham stars for that documentary. Yeah, I'm going to give it four and a half. It was just such a good uh, documentary. I'll come in at four and a half stars as well. I thought it was incredibly well done Mm -hmm. and a great biopic of his life and it really brought you in and you were excited to kind of follow his story and as someone like I said who grew up overseas like you said you know seeing how hard they all fought for that oh wow good on him yeah and and as far as Barbie goes look I I hear what you're saying I loved it I sat through it and um, I thoroughly enjoyed it but I'm going to give it three and a half stars which is a good score yeah and I'll give it three that's a good score too so you're listening to the girls on film after the break we will be back to talk um Oh, what is the bullet train? Well, yeah, and I can do the lost flowers of Alice Hart first, if you like. Yeah, and the and the flowers of the lost flowers of in the attic. No, I keep thinking of yeah, flowers in the attic. No, I know it's because <laughs> it's got a lot of flowers and the A in and it attics. And, yeah, this is so. the girls on film. Back after this. Hi, I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen. Let's get behind Radio Karam. Go Karam. Come, Come on, on Freddy's, Freddy's Kitchen, Station Street, for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the, yeah, the pizzas, pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's, Caram Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. It is a mystic pizza indeed. And of course, all of our sponsors at Radio Caram are very important to us. We've got obviously Atticus Health, um, the IGA Express just up the road in Seaford as well, as well as Mitchell Tour Real Estate here in Patterson Lakes and Tad mm. Cabinets. And um, my favourite pizza place, of course, Freddie's Kitchen. Now, Kim, we're going to do the Lost Flowers of uh, Alice Hart and I'm going to kick off with the trailer. Fantastic. Thanks. It's time to tell her the rest. When I was little, I used to dream about fire. Fire is an element that requires friction, fuel, and oxygen. And one day, everything went up in flames. This is my granddaughter, and she will be living with us from now on. Some people in this town don't like the idea of women running a farm. They don't like that we keep to ourselves and that we're different. What the hell happened out there? Every day is a chance to start over. Alice deserves it. And we do too. You really think that a refuge full of traumatized people is the best place for her? She's lost her whole family. No, she hasn't. In the stillness of a memory, what you have. There's things you need to know, Alice. What you lost. Things I can't leave in a message. Of what? Were you ever gonna tell me? How could I? 
all gonna run away. You lied to us. I promised I'd keep her safe. But out there, we can't protect her. Be careful. It can be a lot. needs to understand what really happened. How could you? You need to fix this, Joe. There's plenty of time to tell her the rest. Welcome back to Girls on Film. Oh my God, Carenza. I finally found another really great series that I can get my teeth into. However, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart is a seven-part series, but they've only dropped three on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so the other night I found it about 10 o'clock and I started watching it and obviously uh, three episodes in, it was one o'clock in the morning. It's probably a good thing that we didn't uh, have seven ready and waiting because I would have been there till daylight. <laughs> it was so good. It's so good. I love a show like that. Oh, a show that just, just grips gets you, you from in. the get-go. Absolutely. It, it's, um, it's got Sigourney Weaver. Oh, she of alien. alien fame. Yeah, and do you know what? She does the best Australian accent and you wouldn't even know that she wasn't Australian. Uh, it also stars uh, – which just also she – is an executive producer on this project as well. It stars Leah Purcell and our very own She's Asha a great, oh, oh, two she? great Australian yeah, actresses. Yeah, and Asha Ketty as well. Uh, both very good in their own rights with producing and, and whatever and writing as well. Um, look, it was an absolutely brilliant, um, brilliant series from what so, I've seen. So the premise is a young girl from a violent upbringing is orphaned and moves in with her grandmother on a flower farm. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. But look, you you um, you really have to um, know what you're getting into. We we need to have a few warnings on this because it is about family violence and it is very very brutal. Uh, the opening scenes and the first um, episode is very very brutal. Uh, once you get through that, it is a fantastic series. It's a, just unbelievable. It's based on a novel by Australian author Holly Ringland, um, and it really is amazing. I don't want to give too much away because I want everybody to get out there and actually see it because it really is uh, an amazing show Uh, but yeah it does it starts out uh, of a young family a little girl Alice Hart uh, living with her brutal father and uh, beautiful mother and um, there's an accident um, and um, and she's orphaned and she's orphaned absolutely so I'm I'm not saying it's an accident but um, something happens something happens yeah so Sigourney Weaver is uh, a distant um very distant grandma that hasn't had a lot to do with uh, this family for a very long time she reluctantly takes her in at the start um and ashikita is basically fighting her for custody because ashikiti has uh character has recently lost her own daughter so um it's a very very um gripping uh heart-wrenching um tale I, i guess and um and, I, and you're hooked. I'm totally hooked. I can't wait for the next four episodes. It's just, it's edge of your seat uh, as well as uh, very um, emotional. 
Very mm. emotional. Uh, but it's a really, really good uh, series because you just – you don't know what's coming next. And There's love, twists and turns. And oh. I love Australian drama too. Oh, isn't same. it terrific to see some of the major streaming, oh. like Amazon, you know, Amazon Prime, investing yes. in Neighbours, obviously, yes. investing in shows like this with yes. um, San Fantastic, you know, oh, yeah. uh, cast, like you say, Leah Purcell, Asha Ketty, terrific we've, Australian actresses. Well, we've we've actually uh, reviewed quite a lot of Australian dramas. You oh, know, we've done, love them. Yeah, there's so many – you know, out there and love me was and probably, two today, two today. Yeah, We've done the it. Johnny Farnham documentary yes. today as well yes. as as well as this one. And Margot Robbie, obviously. I mean, Australia. Australia's taking over the world. We Kim. are, we are. So that's one to go and check out over on uh, Amazon Prime. Now you've yeah. seen only the first three episodes. You have to wait for the next four to drop. Which when are oh. they coming? Well, I don't know. Not soon enough it for you, clearly. It doesn't say. I can't find out. Um, they, they say it's coming soon, I'm, but I'm not imagining soon enough. You, I'm imagining you're saying five stars today, Kimmy. I'm hearing well, a five-star yeah, review. I'm looking every day to find out where, when the next four are coming. And hopefully uh, it will be soon. But look, I can't give it five until I've seen the whole thing, can I? Because there might be a letdown. So I'm going to give it four and a half. Four and a half for the progress. But it is sensational. Do yourself a favour and go and see it. It really is amazing. So we're bringing it home today with a look at Bullet Train. Now, this was obviously a movie that was released about oh, 12 months ago. It's over on streaming channels. It was on, on Telstra Box. It was at the movies and then it went to Telstra Box. And I believe it's on Amazon Prime, but I think you still have to pay for it. Uh, it hasn't been released yet because it's a very recent film. But I could be wrong. And as we speak, they could be uh, downloaded straight onto one of the services as well. Let's right find out. Let's have a listen to the trailer. This is Brad Pitt starring in Bullet Train. Hi. There's a gun on It's the quiet car. Got to use your small inside voice in here, son. There's a gun. I am ready. You are getting a new and improved me. Because if you put peace out in the world, you get peace back. I think you might be forgetting what you do for a living. Take the gun. Every job I do, somebody dies. I'm not that guy anymore. Some conflicts require a gun. Hey, this is nice. Okay, what am I snatching and or grabbing? A briefcase. You said you wanted simple for your first job back. Doesn't get simpler. You stab me? We'll ruin your life the way you ruin mine. Dude, I don't even know you! There's nothing simple about this job. Something else going on here. Yeah, I'm not the only one on this train looking for this case. Evan, mm. where's the briefcase? Oh, it's not shit. It was just there. We are right on schedule. Everything that's ever happened to you. This is gonna sting, bitch! Oh. Has led you here. Fate. That's a shit deal. 
Exclusively in movie theaters. There you go. That was the trailer to um, Bullet Train, Kim. I can only kind of describe as an action shoot 'em up, Japanese um, kind of. Yeah, uh, it was, you can imagine it in anime, couldn't yeah, you? It's, because it's filmed in Japan. Yeah. yeah, so it's a comedy. So Bullet Train is a 2022 American action comedy that you can actually see here on Foxtel. There you go. I and mean, we knew it was um, obviously somewhere else other than the movies. Now, um, obviously, it stars Brad Pitt as an assassin who must battle battle basically a bunch of fellow assassins whilst riding a bullet train. That's <laughs> the fastest train in the world. Now, what's interesting? This is also based on a book too, Kim, a novel. Um, the 20 10 novel Maria Beetle Mm -hmm. um, titled Bullet Train in the UK and the US editions Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, yeah there you go Um, it's got an ensemble uh, supporting cast with a whole bunch of people including Sandra Bullock Mm -hmm. Um, and oh this film just kind of (laughs) went everywhere and lost me and got me and it was all over the place but basically Brad Pitt plays the part of an assassin who's depressed. Yeah, <laughs> Ladybug. He, yeah. That's his. That's he's, his code name, code Ladybug. Name. Yeah, he's depressed, and he's um, feeling unfulfilled in his job because his job seemed to go wrong. And sometimes, and in he all of his jobs, he's every, bad luck. Everyone dies. Charm, yeah, um, and so he decides to um, go into retirement, and he's <laughs> persuaded to come out of retirement for one last job. And he's promised it's going to be a very, very easy job. Uh, nothing's going to go wrong, um, and unfortunately. Um, it does. And his heart's not really in it, is it? Like no. He's, he's not the assassin that he – well, he is still the, a really no. good assassin, but he's not – he just doesn't have it no, so anymore. Also on the train with him are two British assassin brothers uh, codenamed Lemon and Tangerine. Yes. Who are hilarious. Yes. Um, very, very funny. Um and um, they're there because they've just rescued a man who in the film is called The Son mm-hmm. um, from yeah. uh, and taking him and the briefcase, brief, special briefcase to his father, a Russian-born crime lord called the White Death. That's right. And everything spirals on from here and there are... They are not the only two assassins, as no. it turns out, well, on this bullet train. There are multiple assassins. They're and coming out of everywhere, aren't they? They are coming There's out of everywhere. There's a lot of cameos in this too. Like you said, Sandra Bullock was a named cameo, uh, but she played the handler of Ladybug, Brad yes. Pitt, uh, and she made uh, three appearances in the film. But there was also an uncredited cameo done by Chanum Tating as well. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, I do. appeared on the train. Yeah, this film goes – this film, I think, goes at 100 miles an hour. It is pace, pace, pace all the way. There are fight scenes. There are scenes on top of the train, shades mm-hmm. of Indiana Jones hanging off the train. Yep. If you like guns, there are guns galore. There's bullets. There's fighting. There's so many action scenes. Um, it's jam-packed, full of adrenaline. It just keeps going from beginning to end with twist and turn. And you're like, oh, my God, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Who's this? How many assassins are there? But it is a comedy, and there is there are a lot of slapstick laughs in this too, which I thought were were um, very very funny, Kim. Actually, oh, absolutely, and um, you know, 
Channing Tatum, um, Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt all played in The Lost City, remember? Yes. So maybe, you know, they all got together. Let's make this one. Yeah. Now, of course, the the, the soundtrack's banging. We've got some Japanese language covers in here as well of Staying Alive, of course, by the Bee Gees and Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. And I loved it, the fact that they're Japanese language covers as well because it brings the theme of, you know, Mm. in Japan for this bullet train really to life. And obviously the, the big story is around the White Death and who actually truly really is this Russian you know warlord the white death and Mm. what's and of course the stories at the end become all interlinked look it does remind me and I know you said it doesn't it reminds me of the way that Quentin Tarantino's films twist and turn and a comedic and also dark and some of the darkest scenes are depicted in a way that they're kind of funny but they're the darkest scenes in the films it, yeah. it reminded me that that sort of style um, reminded me a lot of that, and I said I was see, on I the edge of see my it, seat. But I know what you're talking about. I I think it for me it was kind of around that everywhere, every, everything, everywhere, all at once well, kind of kind feel. of felt like that too. Yeah, yeah, where it's just all over the place, very spasmodic. Um, do you remember Ryan Reynolds made a, a cameo in it too? Because we we talk about um, a, an assassin, another assassin called Carver, all the way through this, and um, we get mm. a final final glimpse of him at the end and. It's none other than Ryan Reynolds. So this was done in a really kind of really uh, quirky way, this whole film, which um, it is very I, loved, quirky. I loved this film. I do like the style. Look, this film grossed 239 or nearly almost $240 million mm. as well, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and look, it's had a mixed bag of reviews, but I have to say I liked it. I kind of like the fast pace. I like the energy. I love the soundtrack. My head was spinning at different points as I'm trying to work out who's who. And I kind of went in thinking I'm going to be bored out of my brains. This is not the kind of movie I like. Loved it. And give it four stars. I'm going to give it four stars too, Carenza. I but- think it was just fantastic. Well, it's time for the big review. And so the girls on film will be back after this short advert. Hi, I'm Dr. Floyd Gomes, uh, a.k.a. Atticus Health with Dr. Floyd, you might recall, and it's great to be here at Radio Caram. Don't worry about a thing, because Atticus Health will make you feel all right. Don't worry about a thing. Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache Or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry About a thing Don't worry Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright Atticus Health indeed will make you feel all right. Well, you are listening to The Girls on Film and we have certainly gone and reviewed some great shows. But before we talk and just recap, Kim, I want to say that I am still loving the show we reviewed last time, Bay, Bay of Fires. 
Oh, I know. I know. I just, it's just one of those things where you don't want to wait that week for it to drop. And in fact, when does it drop it drops the next tonight. one? It does, it doesn't it? Tonight. I can't wait. ABC or go back if you haven't started on iView That's and go right. and have a little look because Marta Dusseldorf is absolutely brilliant. brilliant. And also, just coming down, Kimmy, um, Hunted, it's all over. It's all over, Red Rover, but we're um, commissioned for another year. So we'll be back and I, I believe that they're uh, uh, calling for cast members as we speak. And God, I can't finish today's show without mentioning you in that grand finale. I thought you were magnificent running down the steps of the MCG. I, <laughs> I was, was there very cheering upset you that they on. didn't get me jumping the fence because Holly ran around the fence and she couldn't get through. So I came up behind her and I jumped that fence and I got bruises from that fence and they didn't show it. So much for editing, though, I guess. It, uh, it happens. <laughs> yeah, that, your favourite scene, Kim, your favourite yep. part, your moment of honour and power ended up yep. on the cutting room floor. How yep. dare they do that to yep. your channels but then? But congratulations to Jimmy and Holly for winning that. That was well-deserved. And um, look, they beat us this year. Um, last year it was... Um, uh, who was it last year? Stathy. Stathy won it Rob. last year and Rob Crispin. Yeah, so, so um, great next show, year Kim, it's going to be a clean sweep, Karenzi. You clean watch. sweep for the clean hunters. Sweep. Well, look, a fantastic show. I thought you were awesome on it. I loved watching it. Five stars. So in at fourth place today, Kim, from the things that we've got for our listeners, fourth place? Look, fourth place, um, but not not. I wouldn't say it was last, was uh, Barbie. It's a good score. Seven and a half out of ten is a really good score. And that was, you know, that was fourth place. Coming in third was Bullet Train and a great score again at eight for a piece. That's a very good film. Yeah, a very, very good film. In fact, I could see that again and you probably see things in when you rewatched it. Yeah, if you rewatched it, you'd find things that you didn't actually see the first time. And look, we've got a draw. Um this time um, and we do quite often have draws but um, uh, both are four and a half stars uh, from both of us for both um, both productions The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart uh, series uh, currently on Amazon Prime and John Farnham which is currently on 7 Plus uh, was also four and a half stars a piece making it a combination of nine stars out of ten Fantastic. Well, we love going to the movies. Is there anything that you would like us to see? Just give us a buzz I'm at the station. I'm going to see Oppenheimer, Carenza, yes, this week. I need to see Oppenheimer too. That's going to be good. Yeah. So we'll be back with a review of Oppenheimer. Anything else you want us to, send us a text on 0493 213 831 at Radio Karen here. That's 0493 213831 and we will review um, TVs, movies, you name Anything. it. You don't care. You, you go to the opening oh, of an envelope, Jimmy. I do, I do. Bye. So we will be back next time. Same bat channel. <laughs> Same bat channel. You'll be listening to the girls on film. Love you guys. See you soon. Bye. T-A-D To remodel my place Said I wanted it to be That kind of place Knee deep in the reno 
sinking in our fight. Other shonky builders waking me up at night. And Adam plays the boss man. He listens to the customer. Don't you remember? He built this kitchen. He built this kitchen with TAD. We built this kitchen. We built this kitchen with TAD. We built this kitchen. We built this kitchen with TAD.